Gary Gary, coming at you for another episode of Bobbin's Breakdown, brought to you by Cracker Jacks. And today, we got a little rock and roll for you out of Memphis, Tennessee, as Surrender the Falls, Jared Cole sits out and talks to Mike Bobbin. Keep an eye on this young fella, everybody. Out of Toledo, Ohio, doing these shows and writing stories. He's a good young guy. I love him to death almost as much as I love my cubbies and Cracker Jacks. Like a seventh inning stretch, he provides the relief and the entertainment for you. So stay tuned. What's up, everybody? This is Mike Bauman. I figured uh, you'd say something about Jay Cutler last night. Jay Cutler? From the, the Bears. Oh, Bears. my. There you go. Oh, my, Jay Cutler, what happened? He got another boom-boom on his head-head. Oh, jeez, oh, please. Jason Campbell, I haven't seen him since the Cubbies were competing for a title before the Bartman Ball. <laughs> he came out of nowhere last night, but, boy, those Texans down there Houston are good. <laughs> boy, that was, yeah, that was a slobber knocker last night. That was night. an ugly game last night. That was an ugly game. Absolute slobber knocker. A lot of people thought that could be, you know, potential uh, potential Super Bowl preview right there. But uh, yeah, the Bears really struggled, and uh, Houston Houston's tough, man. You know what? Houston's though? tough. I, I I mean, it, there were a couple of calls early in the game which would have put the Bears up a couple of touchdowns, and uh, and I'm, I don't care. I don't like you know. I'm a Dolphins fan. What difference does it make? Yeah, but there were there were some really weird. Re- what do you do? I mean, even the guys calling the game were talking. He says, "Wow, that was definitely pass interference," and you know, it's, uh, whatever. Who yeah, I'm a, I'm a Lions fan, and they've been Oof. really disappointing this year. I think they're done now after losing to Minnesota. I hate to say yeah, it, but they got to play Houston on Thanksgiving. I think they still have to play the Packers twice. Uh so that could potentially. Twice? Yeah, because it's a division rival. And I don't think they've played them yet. I'm pretty sure they oh, have not maybe played not. Green maybe Bay not. yet. So I think they have to play them twice over like a five or six week span towards the end of the season. Ugh. Not looking good for the uh, for not the yet. Lions okay. right now. But uh, yeah, for us, we just finished up football. Actually, unfortunately, with uh, Genoa, we do uh, high school football, as y'all know, and uh, went down to Findlay, Ohio, and uh, boy, they. It was one of those games where we thought it was going to be a close one. Two tough teams that run the football, just just typical high school football, what you picture. And uh, Ottawa Glandorf just just basically ran them off the field. I, it was almost it was almost like a, a high school team playing a Division two school out of college. That's what it looked like. I mean, they were just pushing Genoa off the line. Uh, yeah, that, that was. That was tough. It was a tough, but you know what? Genoa six straight playoff run. They finished yep. eleven and one. Not too many teams can say that. So uh, without a quarterback, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm glad Kyle at least got a touchdown. You yeah. know, Kyle Nutter, keep an eye on that name. I think uh, I think you will absolutely see him at the next level. I would be really shocked, Mike, if he didn't get a D one shot at D one. I really would. I don't know if he'll get. I mean, we'll see who comes in scholarship-wise, but I would be really surprised if he didn't at least get a chance at the Division One level because I really think he's fast enough. He's definitely strong enough. Well, you saw there there just had to be more more scouts than known to man at that game Friday night. You know, down in uh, and beautiful, beautiful uh, Finley. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It's beautiful till it rains. Well, it's it's God, cool. It it's a cool stadium, but it's it's a lot like Fremont in yeah. that it's right in the middle of a neighborhood. Uh, it makes it so tough. if you get there, like I got there about quarter after six and drove around the stadium <laughs> for about twenty five minutes trying to figure out where to park. But we parked and it was cool and the place was packed. And you know, kudos to Ottawa Glendorf, man. They're a tough team. They got a, a big one this week against Bishop Hartley. Uh, Where's so, that game going to be? Do you know? I have no idea. Oh. I have no idea. Well, Bishop Columbus, Columbus and Ottawa, so somewhere in between Columbus, it'll be Western Ohio, I'm guessing, between like Columbus and Glendorf. Ohio or some, maybe something down that way. I yeah, yeah, and Central plays Avon. My alma mater, Central Catholic, plays Avon, who knocked him out last year. So it's an exciting time of the year, baby. Yep, yep. It's an exciting time of the year. And we and got a weekend off. Well, maybe not. We might have a basketball game Saturday. Maybe. yeah. yeah. But yes, once again, this is Mike Bauman with. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's start the show with Mike Jamison, my cohort, and all these shenanigans, broadcasting, radio, TV, internet. Uh, we 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 try to do as much as we can, and uh, we're Jacks of all trade, and we got cracker jacks. I can't do Harry Carey. You can't do Harry Carey. I, sometimes I can. It just depends. In the morning, I can't. That's pretty pretty close, right? I get pretty close. Yeah, to you're you. there. You nailed him. You you got him. I liked I liked when we had our radio show and you did Harry Carey at the Masters. That was the best. <laughs> of course, we made some people very upset with that, but that's all right. That's what nah, we're supposed to do. You know what? Those are the same type of people that thought Caddyshack wasn't funny. So. Exactly. <laughs> Enough said. Exactly. And they wear those plaid pants and. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, we can talk about them since they probably wouldn't be listening to this, huh? Yeah, we actually took some crap after that show yes, about we how we did. how we weren't going to get any advertising money because we made fun of golf. And we never got any advertising money anyway, so right. it didn't matter. <laughs> you know? And one of the guys, Dave, who uh, secretly is plotting to kill me right yes, now, he, he was he was not happy with me at all after that. Um, He's actually just called me this week and let me know that he uh, because he is uh, he has uh, stock in my company. I guess we'll leave it at. And he said, well, I'm just letting you know that I'm going to do my own segment on the golf TV show next year. And um, and I always say, give me a good new idea, a good new idea. And the idea has always been, oh, I've got a great new idea, Mike. And every, like once a month, um, I'll go out and um, I'll uh, golf against somebody. And then uh, it'll be like a challenge match. And I go, well, Dave, that was your idea about a month ago. Matter of fact, that was your idea two months ago. Matter of fact, that was your idea four years ago, <laughs> six years ago. By the way, we've been doing this 16 years. It's the same. All he wants to do is get on TV golfing against somebody. That's that's his every way. Well, we'll we'll give him a pizza. If I beat him, we'll give him a pizza. And uh, really, okay. Um, and I love Dave to death. He's you know he believed in us. So and I've always let him do it. Yeah, I've always let him do it. So. We'll uh, we'll uh, put. Dave. I think he's probably going crazy without us doing oh. a radio show right now. Oh, I know, I know, I know. You know, because he he doesn't okay. have an avenue to disagree with me. Well, this morning the skies are sunny and blue. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> You're wrong, no, Mike. No, that's not no, no. That's all he says is no. How you doing today? No. You want some? Uh, you want some butter in your pancakes? Uh, no, no. You want some? Uh, how about a Western omelet? Those are usually pretty good. You get the hash browns in there, the ham, the green peppers. No, no, no. Well, no. You said no, no, no. And I'm like, all right, Dave. All right. I'm just gonna start calling him no. 
<laughs> the nicest he was ever he's ever been to me was when he showed up at the Rossford one of the Rossford basketball games that we did last year, uh-huh. and he like brought pizzas for the crew, and he was like. Uh, Oh, he's like, oh, I bet the girls like when they see him coming. I was like, oh, my God, Dave actually gave me a little bit of a compliment. And then Saturday morning next week was back to, no, no. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. When I was, remember, that was the biggest but, one. But, 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 uh, but, what, 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 And then the whole time you're talking. <laughs> he's a, he's a, yeah, he's a mother. He's a mumbler, yeah. It just keeps going like that. Yeah. God love him. God love him. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, on this week's show, uh, this is, uh, <laughs> we don't have any no's. We've just blown eight minutes. And we did. Like, Gee, we did. I just hit redo. <laughs> if you're still with us, thanks for still being with us. Uh, I apologize for the. Fact no, actually, that I I will find a tie-in because I uh, know you do. I we know. we we had a bad Please hurricane, as in uh, Hurricane Sandy. We had a bad hurricane, and uh, we also just talked about football. And ironically, with the band that uh, is going to be featured on the show this week on Bauman's Breakdown. Uh, go to ballmansbreakdown.podbean.com if you're not there right now listening to it. Uh, but there's a guy who uh, in the band who dealt with Hurricane Katrina. And then there's also a guy in the band, this particular band, who was a high school football star until he blew out his ACL, MCL, and PCL all in one play oh. as in high school. And, and his career is pretty much over. God love him. Oh. But the band that I'm talking about is Surrender the Fall out of Memphis, Tennessee. Their debut album, Burn in the Spotlight, just came out in September, and they were actually in Toledo twice uh, in September, uh, once with Nonpoint, once with My Darkest Days, and really, it's they've got a great story. They're a band that, uh, as I said, came out of Memphis and has really busted their butts over the last several years to get where they are now and get a record deal with Rumbun Records, which is uh, Rumbum is owned by uh, Louis Bacardi. You oh, recognize wow. that name, don't you, Mikey? Yes. Uh, but that's his imprint, Rumbum, and uh, they did a showcase for him in Chicago, and he loved what he saw uh, a little while back, and their debut record came out, and uh, it's been doing pretty well. They've, they've been doing well on the charts. Uh, I'm sure everybody that's listening to this has heard the song Love, Hate, Masquerade, which uh, was tearing up active rock radio and kept climbing and climbing and climbing, so... It was uh, it was awesome to get a chance to talk to the lead singer, the vocalist Jared Cole, uh, do a phone interview with him before they came uh, to Toledo for the second time with Nonpoint. And uh, like I said, just just a really cool story of perseverance. Memphis has a very competitive, uh, very uh, deep historic music scene, as everybody knows. And for a rock and roll band coming out of there. There was a lot of competition for these guys, and uh, it's been an uphill battle for them for the last probably seven years, and, and just in the last couple of years, they really kind of gained a full head of steam, toured, picked up a lot of fans, uh, you know, really, really, you know, grinding it out on the road as an opener, because as you know, Mike, when you're an opening band or an opening act, you really got to bring it every single night. Oh, definitely. And because or you get thrown at right, and and they've opened for some heavy hitters. Uh, Nonpoint, as I said, is is a very great live band. You've you've heard them on this show, but Jared was it was a really nice guy, and we talked about their story. We talked about them coming up in Memphis, and and as I said, they've been through the ringer, not just in the music scene, but their guitarist Eddie lost everything in Hurricane Katrina. He's a Louisiana native. Um, their uh, other guitarist Anthony. 
was a high school football star and boom all done in one play and uh for these guys they've they've had some alternating members over the years but they've stuck together and came out with their debut record and as i said burn in the spotlight if you haven't checked it out make sure you check it out go to surrenderthefall.com or facebook.com slash surrender the fall but jared cole uh, it, it was just awesome to talk to him. He was a really, really cool guy, really laid back, and uh, he was more than happy to tell me about his band and his story. So without further ado, I want to shut the heck up and make sure that you guys get all the deets on Surrender the Fall. So here is vocalist Jared Cole of Surrender the Fall. Well, first, man, I just want to say thanks for taking some time with me today. I appreciate it. And, um, I mean, you guys have really been on on quite the road to this point, but what's it like just after seven years to finally have your debut record coming out and being able to get that out to people? I I can't even describe it to you. It's, um, you know, we've we've all been playing for a long time, and we've even had this project around for, like you said, seven years. And for me, uh, you kind of thought, like, for a while that the day would never get there you know and now it's it's finally here and uh we're all really excited about it we can't wait to see what everybody thinks about it and uh yeah man we're just we're elated that's the word i can use now you're originally from uh from memphis right that's right what what was it like uh, growing up down there? I, I know that that has a you know pretty historic and, and big music scene. Do you just kind of get into music uh, by osmosis down there? Um, I guess you could say my mother always used to say that I was born with a mic in my hand. But um, we actually, I come my family. I come from a very musically inclined family. My father was in music. My uh, older sister was in music. My mother, you know, she sang. Uh, as far as the scene in Memphis, you know, that kind of trans. Yeah, I grew up in it and just met people. I mean, it's it's a really cutthroat scene. It's really hard because everybody's, you know, from this area, so they've got that kind of root and background, and uh, everybody wants to do something with it, and it's it's tough. It gets really competitive sometimes, but there's a uh, there's a lot of great. How early on did you know that uh, that performing was something that you wanted to do? Was that from a pretty early age? Um, I think I was 12 or 13 when I first uh, started wanting to learn how to play guitar and uh, learning how to sing. And, um, yeah, I think about 12 or 13 years old, and I was pretty much hooked into it. We, uh, my uh, piano very well and we used to sit around and just work on melodies and harmonies all the time uh, her and I and that kind of got me into the motion of it and then when I got into high school I experimented with different styles and uh, different genres and stuff like that and it always seemed to come back to some rock and roll you know and where it is today so I used to play football and that didn't last very long because I decided music was my thing so <laughs> Did you, did you quit before varsity? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I quit my freshman year of high school. <laughs> I was just like, you know, 
Yeah, I read that he was uh, he was pretty highly recruited when he was in high school, and he, he blew out his knee. Yeah, uh, well, I think he says it's, it's, it's MCL, ACL, and PCL, I think, like all of one notion. Uh, and, uh, yeah, completely took him out of everything, and he, he had a ride going. Yeah, that's football is a brutal game, man. I, I stopped playing when I was when I was fourteen, and I don't I don't really regret it. I stopped after my freshman year too. I was kind of getting thrown around like Rudy out there, and I was like, yeah, I, I kind of want to be able to walk when I'm twenty five. So, <laughs> right. Well, I think for us is that I mean we, we still kind of get a little bit of sport in it too because our, our live show is pretty energetic, so we consider that kind of a, uh, a pretty pretty intense sport in itself. <laughs> yeah. Now, how how did uh, the formation of of this this band, Surrender the Fall, come about? Like, when did this start to take shape? Um. Well, I've been in Memphis, and uh, some friends of mine came up from uh, from New Orleans before Katrina, and then we started jamming together when Katrina happened. And uh, the guys that I was jamming with just just happened to be. Old, uh, old bandmates of Eddie, my guitar player. And, uh, the whole story story, they called up and they're like, hey man, you know, we got this new project, you, know, you should come out and check it out, you should join, and come play with us. And they're like, man, you know, I'm rebuilding everything. He lost everything, like, completely wiped them out. And, uh, he's like, you know, I'm gonna rebuild my life back here, my family's here, you know, I just can't leave. They're like, alright, so a couple weeks later, they go down and, uh, to go pick up some more gear and move back up to Memphis and Eddie needs to drop it and they're like, okay, we're getting done on this. You know, the band that we're working with and he listened to it and asked him what he thought he said, I'll be down there in a week or up there in a week, I guess. So, sure enough, a week later, Eddie was here and was already locked in and has been here ever since. Um, as said before, Anthony uh, came from a football accident and started playing music and he actually came in on a quest situation too. We uh, we had like a week to get ready for this three or four days worth of traveling shows, and I wouldn't necessarily call it a tour, you know, but it was about three or four shows. And uh, yeah, like a week to get ready for. I had a guy, uh, a previous member, uh, decided to quit pretty abruptly. So uh, I remember previously talking to Anthony. About, uh, about coming in and playing or, you know, getting something started or whatever. So I knew we worked at Guitar Center here in Memphis and I called Guitar Center. And sure enough, Anthony's actually the one that answers the phone. But uh, I'm like, all right, man, well, are you still looking for a gig? And he's like, yeah, I came in with less than a week, learned the whole 45 minutes set. And he's been here ever since as well. So um, Devin came in. Uh, we've, we've been friends with Devin in the team for a long time, and uh, we uh, we had a revolving bass player position, and Devin was actually originally a guitar player, and uh, he was really good friends with Anthony, and then through Anthony, we became really good friends, and he was just like, you know, I'll come out and help you guys out, and sure enough, he just, he started coming in, he started playing bass, and just never left, and we didn't really want him to leave, so... Uh, and Ed, which is actually the newest, uh, most recent member of Surrender the Fall, uh, Ed came from 
what were the struggles like for you guys uh, as a, a DIY band that that was just sort of building for from the ground up, especially at a time in the music industry in the last you know five ten years when things just have have totally changed from the way they were you know fifteen years ago. Um. did the relationship with uh with rum bum records come about um it, it's kind of funny we got messaged um by mr lewis bacardi and we thought it was some kind of spam at first I mean, we thought like we read the first thing it was a really short very um took a few times you guys like sort of getting getting messaged over and over by him to realize like it wasn't it wasn't fake Like, you know, life comes into play, you gotta do something. So we all resorted back to going to work and 
Chicago and sat down and met with them uh, after we showcased for them uh, the official, uh, what was it, the Lollapalooza after party at Hard Rock Hotel in Chicago. And uh, said he loved it. And after that, we went and recorded and, and just, you know, Yeah, I mean, can you build on just sort of what you were talking about a little bit with the band just not giving up? That's kind of what the the band name Surrender the Fall is is kind of birthed out of, right? Like it's about, I read that you said it's sort of about not, not giving in to failure. Right, it's about giving up the option to fail, you know? I think for all of us, like I said, it was never a situation of we were just giving up, but we had just been so worn out by everything to recharge and we needed to take care of some things and uh, I myself I, I I sat on my buddy's couch for nine months and uh, and wrote uh, this record and uh, I mean like don't get me wrong we all take part in writing this record everybody has input but for me being a songwriter and a lyricist and that's, that's what I did you know I took kind of this motion of what had been going on and applied that to everything else that I've had and everything else that I was feeling and we just kind of, you know, we things started turning around and we eventually got to the point to where things were too coincidental that we just had to go ahead and, and see what, what was left. We had to take it that one more step. Because I don't think any of us could have taken it you know, mentally or emotionally, you know, if this was like some kind of hoax and we were getting, you know, led to a pond with no water in it, you know what I mean? So, I don't know, we took another chance and sure enough, it was the real deal and everything just kind of transpired from that. After listening to the record, I, I think the one thing that just stood out to me about your guys's music is just how honest like every song is i mean there, there, it really doesn't seem like there's anything pretentious about the songs whether it's like more of more of sort of the, the party anthem type of songs or or you know the rock and roll type of songs and, and sort of more of the the slowed down acoustic type of stuff i mean what as a songwriter were, were you just totally coming from personal experience with this record absolutely
Now you guys recorded this at uh, at Sonic Ranch, which, from what I understand, is just kind of kind of out in the middle of nowhere in in uh, in Texas, like really close to to Mexico. What what was that experience like? Sonic Ranch Studios is located in a town called Tornillo, Texas, um, about eight miles from Juarez, and it was it was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had in my whole life. Um, doing your first record, you know, I mean, obviously that's going to be an amazing experience for your first major record. But, uh, you know, we went out there and it's all residential. You, you live out there for, in our case, we lived out there for about five and a half, six weeks and uh, worked every day on the record, stayed away from personal uh, everyday life and got to step out of that for a little bit and really just hone in and focus on what we were trying to do. Um, it was crazy though because uh, it was around the time where the, the cartel was going on pretty heavy and uh, people were getting killed just just a handful of miles down the way from us uh, there were border patrol officers like walking the path and stuff like literally you could throw a rock at them you know they were that close and uh, it was a little strange for us because you never knew what was going to and Devin, Devin woke up once uh, and uh, one morning I found a bullet hole in one of his windows where we were staying. I mean, it could have been straight, could have been just shrapnel going off or a shrapnel, you know, rounds and a, I don't know, or a shell. I mean, there were ghosts. That place was haunted. <laughs> it was crazy. It was so crazy. But it was really good because it really gave us... Uh, it gave us a completely different perspective to draw off of as far as energy for this record and ideas and creativity and stuff like that. So it was really cool. In the back of your mind, was there ever a point where you're thinking, like, damn it, like, we finally, we've, we're finally able to record a record and there's, there's, you know, a cartel about a few yeah. miles from here. Were you ever yeah. like, come on? I, was, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I mean, I knew everything was pretty pretty safe and people were staying in the States, but, you know, you never know at a time, you know, where countries go through war and, and, and crime and stuff like that. You never know what could happen, especially in your own backyard or in their own backyard. So, I mean, yeah, the, the, the definite apprehension was there, but we just, I, I don't know. I think the people there made us feel pretty safe. Tony at the ranch has, like, an arsenal of guns and just, massive weaponry it's unbelievable and uh that kind of made us feel pretty safe so uh but no i mean it wasn't too bad it didn't scare us that much and and not to get too far off track but like like ghost wise what did you what did you like did you were you just like wake up in the middle of the night and something weird would happen i mean is do you have anything Devin, my bass player Devin hightower went to sleep one night wakes up in the middle of the night or maybe it's early that morning, I don't remember exactly what time it was, but he says he felt something breathing on the back of his neck and it scared him and he jumped and Devin rolls off the bed and slams and ends up slamming his face into a chair and sitting right there. So imagine a chair sitting right there and then you roll off face first towards the floor, bust his nose and <laughs> he's standing up, he goes out in the hallway just 
world's the chair down the hallway, so bad. He's looking for the bathroom, please, all over the place. <laughs> so asking him, but the next day, I didn't, I didn't get the story until the next day, and I wake up and I'm like, dude, that'll happen. He tells the story. He's like, I'm in the closet looking for the sink. He's like, I was completely disoriented. I didn't know where I was at. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, man, something <laughs> ended up missing. So it's pretty crazy. What did what did uh, what did Lennon bring out of you guys? What was it like to work with him? I'm sorry. What did what did yeah. you guys recorded with? Uh, was it Lennon Murphy? Lennon, yes, we recorded with Lennon Murphy. She was great, man. Um, she came in and uh, the first time I've really like, really dove that that far deep with uh, with an with an outside. Uh, production mind and, and writer, you know, and like as far as melodies and stuff like that. She's so smart. She's so talented. She's an incredible songwriter. She's a great piano player. And uh, we sat in and we bounced ideas off of each other really, really well. We, we talked over the phone before we even met and uh, just kind of talked about the direction that we all that we both wanted to take this thing. And uh, she said, is there anything that you won't write about, anything that you won't say? And of course, my background as far as that being the best songs you'll ever write are the ones you don't want anyone else to read. So I'm like, all right, you know, no. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm 100% in. So, you know, we dove into it and just really tried to push the back of the envelope. And uh, she's, she's very good at what she does. She's, uh, she's an incredible songwriter. And she really, she pushed us really hard in the studio, me especially, because she made me comp my own vocals at first, and I thought it was hell on earth, so I decided, all right, I have to do better in the studio, because I don't want anybody comping my vocals, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, and we built a great relationship off of that, we're all still friends and and in the last even in the last years you guys have, have got the ball rolling uh just in the last couple of years too you you've been on the road with um with nonpoint and all that remains which you know are two bands that really have just a really really crazy live show i mean what what did you take away from from the road and, and with those guys and what was the response like uh just with their fans we were really uh apprehensive about that tour in particular actually uh, being that it was a metal tour, for us it was kind of like, you know, we're pretty much straight up, just aggressive rock and roll, and uh, we didn't know how it was going to go, but, and I think we just stuck to the whole idea of everything being honest, and we're just going to go out there, we're going to give it an honest effort, and that's going to be what we leave on stage, we're just going to give 110%, and we did every night, and every night we got a great response. Uh, the response is like, you know, we weren't expecting this coming out of uh, an opener we got that a lot and then we got uh, you know you guys are just rock you're not metal but I still love the set where can I find your music you know so I mean it was it was really welcoming as far as what we took from that there, I have to say this about non-point there's, there's nobody there's nobody with a, with a live show like non-point those guys come and it's like rock school 101 and they bring it every night 
after night, whether they're sick, whether they had a great day or a bad day. I mean, anything. They bring it every single night. And for us, it was setting the tone for something of that magnitude. And we had to do it every night. So the pressure was on, and, and, and we're good under pressure. And uh, I think that, think that that's what we pulled from that, is just being an intense vibe show. And uh, the last thing I'll ask you, man, and thanks again, Jared, for, for taking some time with me today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. You guys were just in Toledo, actually, with uh, with Nonpoint uh, last last week, and you'll be here again. I think it's I think it's next week with, with My Darkest Days. What what was the show like in uh, in Toledo, and uh, what's it going to be like to come back here? Toledo was great. Um, we had a lot of fun on the Toledo show, and I'm really excited about coming back to Toledo. Uh, that was towards the end of the run and I just uh, we, we got one of the best responses from there um, we told everybody that we're coming back and we're hoping that everybody comes back out and do this we're going to change the setup a little bit too so the band can definitely expect uh, to hear maybe a new song or two in there um, but yeah well, Jared, thanks again, man, for, for taking almost a, a half hour of your time with me today. It was fun talking to you, and uh, I guess at this point, if you guys can survive ghosts and cartels and Katrina, then you can pretty much uh, pretty much get through the road, right? Uh, man, that's what we're hoping for. And thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. For sure, for sure. I hope the, I hope the show and, and, the, and the tour coming up for you guys uh, goes great, man. You're welcome. Have a good day. All righty, dighty. That was Jared Cole of Surrender the Fall. Dighty thing. All righty, dighty. That's 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 one of that's a little Mikeism. That's like my aunt Irma would say something like that. All righty, dighty. All righty, dighty. All righty, dighty. Yeah, somebody say two to lose, but uh, two to lose. Gosh, please get back to music. <laughs> that was Jared Call of or Wow. Yeah. Yep. I can't do that on live TV, so I just did it now. Jared Call it's early in the morning, folks, when we do this. That's what you get when you own the network, see. <laughs> <laughs> that was I will enunciate. That was Jared Cole. I'll do a jazz station. Jared Cole of Surrender the Fall. And see, I hate messing it up because it's like I know what his name is, but it just came out call because I was thinking of words and you asked me about my mic isms and all righty dighties. Oh, yeah. It just, I'm doing this for everybody, too. It got so mixed up. If you're a little hard of hearing, I'm doing the signs. Doing the signs. Yeah, it, got, it got mixed up. But no, Jared Cole, everybody. Jared Cole of Surrender the Fall. Um, I can't say enough about the guy. It was awesome talking to him. It was a great conversation. And uh, he was really, really down-to-earth and just really nice. And I, I like talking to down-to-earth nice people. And he's very happy to be where he is with Surrender the Fall after all these years coming out of Memphis to finally have label support uh, with Lewis Bacardi and company and have a tight-knit group uh, in the band right now. And uh, I, I hope you guys check him out. You know, Maybe if you hadn't uh, been familiar with him before this, I hope you get familiar with them. That's one of my goals for this podcast. If you listen to it, you're going to get artists that are from the local area that I come out of in Northwest Ohio, Southeast Michigan, and you're also going to get national artists that you're very familiar with. But you're also going to get artists that are up-and-coming bands like Surrender the Fall. So I really hope that you check them out. Maybe uh, if you're a musician yourself, 
it can inspire you to keep plugging away and doing what you're doing because these guys definitely uh, had their backs against the wall and uh, really put together a great record and burned in the spotlight, which came out in September. And once again, like I said, if you haven't heard Love, Hate, Masquerade, that's the big smash off of it, but that's not the only good song on there. It's got a lot of different variety from the rock realm. There's some more acoustically driven stuff, and then there's some more hit-you-in-the-face types of songs, but... Really, it's just a, a good old-fashioned rock and roll record. It's it's definitely comes from the soul, and there's nothing pretentious about it, and that's why I, I think these guys are going to continue to make noise. But make sure you check them out at facebook.com slash surrenderthefall. Go to surrenderthefall.com. And I just want to say thanks again to Jared. Jared, if you're checking this out, if you're listening to it, buddy, I appreciate it, man. I'm happy for you guys and where you're going right now, and I hope you continue to Hit up the tour circuit, and if you get back in Toledo again, I hope we get in touch again. It was awesome talking to you, so thank you. I also want to say thank you and give a shout-out to Erica, who sets up the press for those guys and got me in touch with them and got me uh, a preview of their record when I did this story for Toledo Free Press a couple months ago when they were here. Thank you, Erica, for giving me the permission to use this and all the good work that you do. I appreciate it, and hopefully we can be in touch for some more stuff in the future. And make sure you check us out at ToledoFreePress.com. Uh, that's where you can find my handiwork as a journalist and uh, or whatever you want to call me, an aspiring writer or you know poor guy trying to you know make some waves, whatever you want to say. Uh, make sure you check me out over there at ToledoFreePress.com. Just search my name, Mike Baum, and you'll find me. And you can also check us out at ToledoSportsNetwork.com because we've got some high school sports still coming your way with basketball season getting ready to get underway here. It's always exciting. I'm a big hoops guy, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to this season in particular because we saw some kids uh, really develop um, last year, in particular in this area, Mikey, where, where you live in Rossford, uh, Mr. Manny Durden. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be a good young player. And They uh, actually play Saturday night, and uh, it's called the oh, – it's driving me nuts. It's it's the foundation game or something. So I'm going to talk to Coach Forrest and see if maybe we can get that game on TV. Yeah, and Gibsonburg, they can hit those threes. Yeah, they're, they're going to be tough. I mean, you know, yesterday, uh, which was Sunday here, we tape on Mondays here for this, uh, I was over at St. Francis uh, with uh, uh, Sean Reed, uh, um, uh, Todd Mitchell, and uh, all the boys, the, the new basketball, the new professional basketball league, it's called the American Basketball League, and they were having tryouts there. And they had about 150 guys there. And it's ba- basically, it's a uh, uh, kind of a... Uh, Semi-pro? Yeah, well, it's, it's a, uh, a league to get the guys uh, interested in playing uh, international basketball. To get these guys like over to Greece and to Italy and places like this, because that's where the money's at for basketball right now. Because the ABA is no longer, I mean, all of the professional leagues are falling apart in America. So these guys are putting this league together, and they're, uh, they're actually going to be, uh, there's going to be a team in, uh, in Detroit for the first year. And the second year, there will be a team in, team in Toledo. Wow. And uh, it's pretty interesting. I uh, wonder who's putting it on, like who's, in, who's, who's setting it all up for this. <clears throat> um, I know the answer to that. I just can't tell you the... Is it a former player? Oh, yeah. Oh, Is yeah. It? I just, I just it completely... And it's going to be the ABL? The ABL, yep. And uh, they had uh, tryouts. So uh, did, you, did you try out? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I did. Were you out there banging? I got to be with honest the... with you, though. Uh, uh, out of all of those guys out there, uh, there was only one skinny white dude like me out there. I mean, <laughs> seriously. I mean, there was some incredible basketball out there. Matter of fact, one of the guys involved is uh, Eric Newsom. 
Okay. Eric used to play for I, I want to say Bowser back when I Eric was like well he played uh, didn't uh, he played for Miami didn't he in college? I kind of I'm kind of Little familiar guy. with the name. Yeah, he's one of the guys that is putting the money into it. And, okay. Uh, and uh, Eric was like five ten in a basketball game against me. Literally, I went to set a charge at five ten, went over my head, and slammed. In a oh, basketball game. Jeez. I'm standing there in charge position, and he went right over top of me. That's when the whole gym, oh, oh yeah, and you're just jogging down the I'm, other end of the court. Like, I know. I went up it. to him. I go, dude, that was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. Yeah. That like, was, I just got dressed down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Big fellows get dunked on all the time. That's when you're when you're in the lane, it happens, you know? Yeah, but not by a five foot ten guy, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness. Did he, he jumped over you? Over me. Wow. Over me. Wow. Over me. That is yeah. great. How long ago was that? Well, had it been 80 or 81. Oh, it was in a high school game? Yes. Oh, oh, I thought you meant it was like a pickup oh, no, game. No, 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 As Harry Carey would say, oh, no, Mike Jameson of Toledo, yeah. Christian. Or no, no, you no, were Cardinal Stritch. Yeah. That was ugly. And Eric Newsom brings it up. He comes through the plate, and he goes down the plate. It looks like Jabelson for Cardinal Stritch steps up to take the charge. And oh, oh my. my. <laughs> oh, my. It was ugly. Newsom went five foot ten and about a buck 85. Oh, buck 85, about a buck 45. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> jumps over Mike Jabelson. Good thing he goes to a Catholic school because he'll need to say his prayers after that one. Because he's gonna have nightmares. Oh, brother, that's crazy, man. Well, at least at least they're getting something going. Um, I'm not surprised that there was a lot of guys that came out though, because uh, we've had a lot of really good none, basketball. None from Toledo. That oh, was oh. I. I didn't even finish. Uh, there was like two or three guys from Toledo. That's it. They had people from Tennessee, Indiana. This is at St. Francis. Yeah. Wow. All of these people were from out of town. It wow. was really weird. So I did was, you just show up to talk to um, Sean or yeah? Sean does going our on? chalk talk. Yeah. And Sean. Sean's going to do a lot more stuff with us here with basketball this year. And Sean was one of the uh, guys that put the whole thing together. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome, man. You probably should get back to music. This is just pretty much telling me we're we're gonna have to put our webcast together for uh, <laughs> for the Toledo Sports Network now too, since we got so many of them. You know, we got two or three of them going on board now. So, well, I'm sure I'm sure people will. Love we'll it, figure out know. a day. If they if they're not familiar with us by now, hopefully they'll get familiar with us over here at Bombers Breakdown. We like to ramble a little bit. And we talk we talk about stuff, but we're real, man. You know what I mean? This isn't scripted. That should be our our song. We're real. Zeppelin, ramble you know, on. Ramble on. Ramble on. I think it should be Rough Riders Anthem from DMX. That's and the a good one too. Stop. Shut them down. Open up shop, baby. That's a Rough Riders roll. All right, I gotta go shave my armpits <laughs> and make a day of this. But once again, thank you. Thank you, Jared Cole of Surrender the Fall. I really, really did appreciate the time, man, and I'm rooting for you guys. I, and I, I, I just wish you nothing but the best in the future. And I, I hope that I can get to see you guys the next time you come through Toledo because that's, that's the only tough thing about uh, doing what I do. And I love doing what I do, but sometimes, you know, with the with the other stuff I got going on, I, I don't always get a chance to go see the shows, you know. And I, I, I would love to see these guys live. So thanks again, Jared. Thank you again, Erica. Uh, and Surrender the Fall, like I said, check them out at Facebook.com slash Surrender the Fall. Go to their website, SurrenderTheFall.com. 
check out their new album, uh, their debut album, not just their new album, but their debut and burn in the spotlight. I really think you'll love it. It's real. It's rock and roll. And it's straight out of Memphis, baby. And once again, check us out, ToledoFreePress.com. Type in my name, Mike Bauman. You can also follow me on Twitter at mbauman 5 B-A-U-M-A-N, that's how you spell it. And uh, check out uh, Mikey's handiwork over at ToledoSportsNetwork.com and Great Lakes Golf today. He's also a local DJ, you know, spinning the tapes, getting the Rough Riders anthems going. I rocked this you know. weekend. Did you? Yeah, I got to do a, uh, a Yankees... Uh New oh, that's York right. Yankees. We didn't even talk about yeah, that. We Clayton got so Rapata. caught up. Yeah, that was cool. That was a good wedding, man. I've, I've, I've made it up. I've made it up, man. I'm now part of the upper echelons of the Yankees. Did, so now did you meet and talk to him, I'm sure, right? Because well, he's the bride Clayton was in my house. Yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, we just couldn't say anything. He just said, dude, just don't say anything. Afterwards, I don't care, but just you know, keep it cool, you know. All right. What, what do you mean, don't say anything? Well, because he was going to have some Yankees there. You know, he he said, I, I don't need you to have, like, oh, 47 oh, assistants that night. Oh, he meant, like, don't. Yeah, he just meant, keep it cool. Yeah, because they. I'm he, telling you, some of the absolute best-looking girls I've ever in my entire life seen. And then there were the ones that have, like, are, like, a little older now that are maybe trying too hard. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, baseball players get some, uh, yeah. they get some good-looking tail. That's train for wrecks, sure. too. There were some trainers. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, man, it was fun. It was fun doing this one this week. I can't believe we're in week eight already of this. It's just moving right along. So thank you for checking us out. Uh, the last time I checked, I was closing in on, on 1,400 views on the channel. Oh, awesome. Good so job. So it's more than doubled in like the last less than two weeks. So thank you, everybody. It has to be the Harry Carey stuff. I, I might be, or Matthew McConaughey. He looks like crap right now, man. <laughs> well, he's losing all that weight for that new... He's doing the method acting, man, you know? He's it's like down to 138 pounds. They good. just showed him on Good Morning America. My God. That's less than I weigh right now. I mean, you know... I mean, you, Do I look emaciated? No. no okay. No. Do I look fat? No. Do I look... You son of a bitch. <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> turn this thing off. I gotta go yes, shave my arm. Yes, thanks again, everybody. Thanks for checking us out. I love you guys. Keep it up. I really appreciate the love and support for Bauman's breakdown. And once again, if anything else, take this away from what you heard today. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Peace. Peace.